You're tuned in to More Living with Jim Brogan, broadcast live from the Brogan Financial Studios at News Talk 98.7, where old-fashioned values, expert knowledge, and genuine understanding come together to give you the retirement straight talk you deserve. Jim's a former National Advisor of the Year recipient and a financial educator, and he's here today to talk about how you can live out the best years of your life. Jim and the Brogan Financial Team have been helping retirees and pre-retirees across the Southeast for over 20 years in their pursuit of financial independence. You can reach them during the week at 865-862-6800. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn, because more living with Jim Brogan starts now. Hello, East Tennessee, and welcome to More Living with Jim Rogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. And, you know, it's, it's interesting when we look at lists of retirement advice, like for the, for the year end and going into next year, generally in the past, they kind of all sound the same, but that's not really the case this year. You know, the 2023 and 24 retirement outlook includes more obstacles such as high inflation, rising interest rates. These trends have created an uncertain environment that would unnerve even the most careful retirement plans. But as always, your personal circumstances matter the most. So on today's show, I'm going to get into the eight best tips for retirement planning for the remainder of 2023 and as we head into 2024. We're also going to talk about two very overlooked retirement planning tips that you may not have thought about that have to do with employment that you definitely need to be aware of. We're going to talk overall about retirement readiness. There's some really interesting numbers out Um, of what really drives your readiness to be able to retire. So we'll have this and more. Um, Let's just kind of dive into my top eight retirement tips for 2023 as we kind of enter into this back part of the year in this fall. Uh, My number one tip would be understanding what is called sequence of return risk. You know, market timing. It's another fancy term. Advisors have been throwing it around for years. It really kind of started in 1994 with a paper that was written by a gentleman named William Bingen. And it may sound like an obscure financial theory, but in 2023, it is just imperative to understand this very significant category risk. It has a direct bearing on the wealth of people who plan to retire during difficult, if, if it turns out that we're in difficult markets. So, you know, here's the simple version. Like, what is sequence of return risk? At some point during your 25-year retirement journey, and that's how you should look at that, 25 to 30 years, there are probably going to be two or three bear markets. Now, your finances will be much worse off, potentially, if the slump occurs at the outset of your retirement rather than in the middle or the end of your retirement. You know, think of it as a mere reflection of why you're better off if you start saving for retirement as early as possible. When you start investing early, your cash has more time to benefit from compound returns 
Well, when you start taking money out of retirement investments in a bear market, it could decimate, decimate your principal and permanently reduce the basis for enjoying the benefits of compound growth. You know, if we look at, just imagine two retirees who start with a $1 million retirement portfolio and each of them needs to withdraw 50000 per year for expenses. And the first investor is hit with a 15% market decline in the first year of retirement. The second investor, we'll call him Investor B, he doesn't see the 15% market decline until year 10 of retirement. And in that particular instance, Investor A is dead broke after 18 years because of that 15% hit in year one of retirement, whereas Investor B gets 18 years in retirement and he's still got $400,000 left out of his original 500000 See, we, we inherit a new risk when we retire, and that extra risk is market timing, sequence of return risk. We know over a period of 25 to 30 years, the stock market historically has always performed in the United States. The issue with retirement is when are the good years and when are the bad years because it can really have an impact more so in retirement than in any other time because you're withdrawing from your investments. So it's critically important to understand this risk and have a plan for mitigating that risk because how much control do you have of your market timing? We don't have any control. Do we retire at the right time? We don't, want, we don't know what the next five to ten years are going to look like in the stock market. So we need a financial plan that mitigates that risk. And the way we do that, the number one way is through the income plan. That's structuring stability of income in those early years where you don't have to depend on the stock market. You've got to give your market at-risk investments time to go through inevitable ups and downs. What you cannot do is be spending investment losses in retirement. What, what does that mean? That means your the market's down, your investments are down, but you have no choice but to sell them and then spend that money for income because you have to have the income. And then you're going to compound your loss. That money will never, ever come back because it's spent. See, it's okay to sell something when it's down and reinvest, but you never want to sell it when it's down and spend that money. But in retirement, you need income. So the pot of risk-based market investments should not be depended on for short-term income. Now, if you have dividend-yielding stocks, it's okay to depend on the, the yield on the stocks. What you don't want to be doing is sharing shares of an investment. Okay, so that's num tip number one. Tip number two, don't be too fearful of inflation. A good rule with inflation is respect it but don't fear it. You know, nothing's in the last two years, uh, very little has struck more fear into the hearts of retirees and, as inflation, and for good reason. You know, retirement plans can be wrecked by a rapid decline in value of the dollars you socked away in your golden years. 
And we got a refresher course on the impact of rising prices in 2022. We had 40-year highs in the rate of U.S. inflation. And according to a recent uh, review of, of, of the, an index called the BMO Real Financial Progress Index, a quarter of Americans said that high inflation would delay their retirement. A quarter. Now, it's also important, so it, we, we have to respect inflation, but it's also important to not fear inflation too much. You know, not all inflation is created equally. The Consumer Price Index, for example, attempts to capture activity of all U.S. consumers. That's not necessarily you in retirement. For many people, the price of gas, eggs, and bread has a huge impact on their monthly budget. For others, say you're retired, you don't drive as much, you're not feeding a family of five people, the whims of rising costs may not have as much of an impact. Now, don't get me wrong. They still have an impact, and I know you're still feeling an impact when you go to the grocery store, but you're not feeding a family of five at this point. You know, retired Americans, we should really be worried about rise in health care costs, which is typically double the rate of inflation. We should look at our food and entertainment costs, all of those things. But it's really important to not let the emotional part of inflation dictate real-world financial choices. So I think using an inflation guideline throughout your retirement of 2 to 3% is a healthy place to start. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it is over 3% right now, and I do think it'll probably increase some the latter part of the year before maybe it starts going down again next year. Bottom line, we really don't know, but historically it averages 2 to 3%. Um, I, I think it's doubtful we'll get to back to the very, very low inflation that we had from 2009 through 2021, where it was under 2% for most of those years. But I also think it's unlikely that it would average over 3% over a 10 or 15 year period. So respect inflation. It is a real opponent to retirement income. And you know, while I said it, or tip number one, understanding the timing of market returns and the critical importance of, the, of that and not to be living on stock market investments in the early years of retirement, when we talk about respecting inflation, risk investments, the U.S. stock market has been the single best way to fight inflation over the long term. So you just can't depend on it in the short term. And maybe you need more balance and diversification than you had when you were 35 or 40 because you don't have as much time to go through the inevitable ups and downs that happen in the stock market. And then my number three tip for 2023 and beyond is to really be careful with your social security strategy. You know, your plans for social security, if you think about social security, it's guaranteed income that does have some inflation adjustment and that makes it incredibly valuable. You know, in 2023, there was a hefty 8.7% increase in, the, in, in Social Security benefit. So 
you know, delaying taking benefits as long as possible in light of high inflation is a good strategy to consider. Now, notice I said consider because the, the benefit alone from full retirement age, which is usually between 66 and 67 years old, up to age 70 is an 8% per year increase in the benefit plus the inflationary adjustment. The difference in drawing at 62 versus drawing at 70, if you draw it, if you wait till you're 70, you're looking at over a 75% increase in your social security benefit. So if your social security benefit at age 70, or excuse me, age 62 is 2000 a month, that means at age 70, it'll be over 3,500 a month for the rest of your life. You may say, well, Jim, I don't know how long I'm going to live. But the tables that determine the break-even on this, the actuarial tables, how long do people live, were developed in the 1980s. It's been almost 40 years. People are living long, a lot longer today than they were in the 1980s. So in other words, the deck is kind of stacked to favoring people delaying their benefit. Now, the critical part you've got to consider in all of that is can you afford to delay? You know, if you have to hit your savings for all your income needs in retirement because you're delaying your Social Security and you get to age 70 and you don't have any money left, well, that's not good either. And you also have to consider things like spousal benefits, widow benefits when one spouse dies, if you were married or you're married, or if you were married for more than 10 years, you're eligible for those spousal benefits unless you remarry. So it's very important to understand how to fit, how to fit all that together. So my tip number three is to be very calculated and measured with your Social Security benefit election. Now, when we come back, I'm going to get into three more retirement planning tips, plus we're going to talk about two overlooked items in terms of employment that could either broadside you unexpectedly or really help you create a much more secure financial plan. So stay with us. This is More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm Jim Brogan, your host. We're talking today about eight top retirement tips for 2023 and 2024. Uh, if you've missed part of today's show, we podcast uh, all of our shows. Uh, we'll have this show up by Tuesday afternoon. You can listen to all of our shows. If you go to broganfinancial.com and click on radio, you can also go to your favorite podcast uh, application, whether it's Apple Podcast or, or Spotify or whatever, and you can type in More Living and you can listen to it there. And we're with you every Saturday, of course, from 9 to 10 a.m. and again from 3 to 4 p.m. As we discuss more of these retirement tips for 2023 and heading into 2024, tip number four, rethink where you want to live. You know, housing costs and real estate property values are undergoing massive changes. Mortgage rates are soaring. Prices in many once hot housing markets are dropping. 
Still, housing costs in many places can often be too expensive for retirees. And these changes, they may outlast the current market downturn. So take another look at where you plan to retire and maybe consider where you want to spend your golden years. There's this idea of retiring on the house. Now, in East Tennessee, you know, our cost of living is not what it is in some major markets. However, with escalating real estate prices, it can become a little bit problematic. Now, we do see a lot of people retiring to the East Tennessee area from other metropolitan areas. In California, in Illinois, in New York, we're seeing people move from all over the country, and they're retiring on the house, so to speak. They're selling the house in those other markets where those those markets are even more overheated than we are here, and they're able to move here and buy a lot more house, or for you know for 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 the same money, or buy a similar house for a lot less money is what normally happens. Well, how do you apply that though if you live here? I, I think it's looking at where do you live now? What is the value of your property? Do you have a mortgage? And what options are out there for you? And what is the ongoing maintenance of your house? Is this something, you know, can you continue to live and age in place? As my good friend Don Steimer is an expert on from around the house previously. Um, she's an aging in place expert. Or do you need another place that's more friendly with wider doorways, more things being able to access without stairs and those kinds of things, but railings in kitchens and in bathrooms. So all those things have to be considered. And one of those key components that I just mentioned is your mortgage. Do you have a mortgage? And if you downsized, meaning not necessarily a smaller house, but a less expensive house, would if you could pay off your mortgage, that could make potentially a huge impact. So considering the value of your house, whether you have a mortgage, the ongoing maintenance, can you age in place, what modifications need to be made, all of those things are critically important. So my number one recommendation would be get a feel for what your house is worth. Do some comp comparables. You know, if you know a realtor, call the realtor and have him or her run some comps for you and see, hey, what is your house worth? Um, and then do you have a mortgage? If you don't, how should you handle things? Is it likely you'll need to move at some point? If it is, then is now the right time? What are all those factors? So, you know, where you live and how you handle your future housing needs is, is just critically important. And then tip, tip number five, what's your health care game plan? You know, as, as, as most of you know, we're eligible to enroll in Medicare at age 65. Now, if you do not enroll in Medicare, and, there, and it's not for a covered reason. There could be penalties for failing to enroll on time. Now, one of those one of those exceptions is if you're still working and your employer plan covers you. Uh, now, a lot of employer plans require you to go on Medicare at 65. So that is something as you get closer to 65, if you're still working, 
you definitely need to find the answers to those questions so you know what your options are at 65. But what if you're going to retire before age 65? You have a, a health care gap. So it's important to understand what your options are. You know, do you have COBRA option? You know, most employers, if they're of any size, provide COBRA. I think it's if they have 20 or more employees. Don't, don't hold me to that, but I think it's around 20. That means you can basically stay on the employer plan for 18 months. Now, you have to pay all the premium, whereas prior to now, the employer may have been sharing that premium cost. But you can pay it and keep it for 18 months. Uh, but you'll bear the full cost of the of the insurance and, and they can even charge a little bit extra for administrative burden. Um, but, but you know, how much is that? What if it's more than 18 months? Can you be on your spouse's coverage? You know, if you have to go out and get private insurance, you know, with the Affordable Care Act, there are a lot of choices that, ex that do not exclude pre-existing conditions. I think the big thing here, though, is to understand your options. If you were to retire early, or if you're still working and you're, and you're, you're approaching 65, what do you have to do? And how do you balance Medicare with your current health insurance plan at work? So making a plan before those choices are forced on you is very important. And then my sixth retirement tip is do not neglect your self-care. You know, a very practical step to take before you retire, take care of all those nagging medical issues that you've been putting off. See a doctor, see the dentist, if you, if you need dental work, tooth implants, or if you need to update your eyeglass prescription or go to rehab for an aching back, whatever it is, take full advantage of all of these benefits while you still have them and while you are certain you'll be able to visit your current medical providers. So kind of get the medical affairs in order and so that you can start retirement with a clean slate. You've, you've been checked up. You know exactly where you are with your health and you've got a plan for your Medicare and for your health insurance. Very, very important. Now, when we come back, I'm gonna talk about two overlooked tips in terms of how we handle our employment or what if, what if unemployment or early retirement is forced upon us? How likely is that? And how do you need to be thinking and, for, and, 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 and planning for that right now? So stay with us. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. We're with you every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. and again 3 to 4 p.m. Uh, you can also catch us online. Go to BroganFinancial.com and click on radio. Today's show will be podcast Tuesday afternoon. You'll be able to download it either at our website or you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify 
Uh, we've also got a lot of resources on our website. If you click on resources, there's some guides that you can download. You can also read some of our blogs. We publish a blog every week. And you can click to follow us through our electronic newsletter, which basically provides link to things like our guides and our blogs and our recent radio shows. So my goal there with this program here on WOKI and with all the resources I provide on our website is to give you information and education so you can make informed and prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. Now today we're talking about eight retirement ready tips for, for, for as we kind of get into the fall of 2023 and 2024 uh, and with inflation where it is, all those things we need to be thinking about. We've talked about a lot of great things. We've talked about understanding sequence of return risk in other words, when are the good years, when are the bad years, because when you're drawing income from your investments, that becomes a significant risk factor. When do the bear markets happen? Also, respecting inflation, but don't fear inflation. We talked about that. We talked about examining your Social Security election strategy. And then in the last segment, we talked about thinking about where you want to live and where the, what that best long-term solution is and what the financial ramifications are for those things. We've talked about your health care game plan before you get to 65. Or what if you retire before 65? What does your employer require if you're still working with Medicare? Understanding all of those things. And then finally, do not neglect your self-care. Get, get those medical nagging things, whether it's medical, dental, vision, whatever it is, get those things done, you know, especially if you're insured to cover those things, get them all done and caught up so you can enter retirement and feel confident about your health and have those things already taken care of. Now, in this segment, I want to talk about two kind of overlooked tips that deal with your employment. And the first tip is kind of an unexpected one, but it's be ready to retire early. And this is very important to understand. The Employee Benefit Research Institute has consistently found that a significant pick, uh, percentage of American retirees leave the workforce earlier than planned. Now, in some cases, this is not a bad thing. About a third say they can afford to retire early. But what about the other two-thirds? A quarter of the respondents said they were forced into early retirement by their companies. And a third said they had to quit because of a health problem. And then a small but fairly significant percentage retire because they have to care for a family member, such as a partner or an adult child. Now then, if we step, step back, believe it or not, in this survey from the Employee Benefit Research Institute, Nearly 30% of the general population said they expect to work until they are 70 years old. But in reality, with what we see today, only 7% make it that long. You know, sometimes we're not completely realistic about when retirement might happen. So in my, in my view, you should be starting a plan for retirement immediately, even if you are not planning on retiring in the near term. 
retirement readiness. That's what all of this is about. And having a plan for something unexpected because the data shows us that a significant percentage of American retirees retire earlier than they intended initially. And yes, some can handle that, but two-thirds of them, it's forced upon them by either life circumstances or their employer forces an early retirement. So don't let that broadside you. Be sure you're including contingencies in your retirement planning. Then my other tip that deals with employment, and it's a very, very important tip that we're seeing a lot more today, and that is consider part-time work in those early years of retirement. You know, many Americans think they will keep on working well after they have their cake at their retirement party. And this survey found that seven out of 10 workers are planning on keeping some kind of work after they officially retire. Now, the flip side, though, is only 27% of retirees report that they collected a paycheck in retirement. So what are you going to do with your time? And are you going to get compensated for that? How does that affect your financial plan? Now, many of you, you don't need to worry about the financial implications. There are tremendous advantages with part-time work. I mean, the, the, the social benefits alone are so critically important, keeping your mind very, very active. The financial implications potentially are dramatic. Because that first five to ten years, you know, I talked in an earlier segment about market timing. You know, we don't control when those bear markets come, but if they happen in the early years of retirement, they can be devastating. Well, the reason for that is you don't want to have a significant hit to your life savings early on in retirement because you need that money to last a long time. So it's important to have a plan for that. Well, one plan is if you're still working part-time and you have some income, you don't have to draw as much from your lifetime savings. And that's a critical factor. You would be shocked when we run income illustrations. You, you would be possibly shocked if you saw the difference of, you know, if you need to draw 50000 a year in retirement to supplement Social Security and maybe a pension or maybe rental real estate, you know, if you need to draw 50000 but because you work part-time for the first three or four years in retirement and you earn 30000 now you only need to draw 20000 instead of fifty in those first three to four years, you would be shocked in many instances of how much more secure that provides your financial plan, much more security. It, it just is shocking if you just add a little bit of income, especially in those early years. So what, what are some potential things you can do in those early years of retirement? You know, one is part-time consultant. Now, we see that, this with a lot of our clients become a part-time consultant in the industry that they're that they've been working in. And one of the most common things we see is they become a consultant with the employer that they're already working for. But they don't have to be full-time. And that's a very, very, you know, important consideration. And then you also have financial opportunities with that because now you're self-employed and there are ways you can set up retirement accounts for yourself 
that allows you to defer that income from a taxation perspective, or at least refer a big chunk of that income for income tax purposes until later on when you're not working and your, your taxable income is not as high. So part-time consultant is a popular one. You know, being a customer service representative, we see that a lot. I, we have some clients that are marshals at golf courses one or two days a week. And they earn a little bit of money from that. They, they help their social status, their social well-being, and they get to play golf for a discounted price or for free. You know, you could become a bookkeeper if you have a, an accounting background. You could work in retail if there's something that gives you passion. You know, maybe you're real into home improvement. You could work at a hardware store. If you're a musician and you, or, and you really love music, you could work at a music store. So there are different things you could do there. Uh, you could be an event organizer. You could be a freelance writer if you're good at writing. So just think of all of those things that if you get outside the box, what do you enjoy doing that you do well? What are some hobbies maybe that you could do part-time work and earn some extra income? And then that would also allow you to socially engage with other people. So, you know, dealing with your employment and planning for alternatives is, is critically important. Part of that, as I mentioned, is understanding that a lot of Americans retire earlier than they thought they would. And while most plan on working to age 70 in today's world, the data tells us that people do not do that. It's very low. 7% actually work until age 70. So a lot of times you have life circumstances, health emergencies, family issues, or your company just says you have to take early retirement. So think about that in your planning. And then, of course, considering some part-time work, especially in those first three to five years of retirement. Number one, that has a big, big impact potentially on quality of life and social uh, engagement, but then it also can have a rather profound impact on your financial plan. Now, when we come back, we're going to wrap up and we're going to talk about other big financial planning tips. So stay with us. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in this week to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan. You can catch us every week right here on WOKI from 9 to 10 a.m. and again from 3 to 4 p.m. You can also download all of our podcasts. You can either go to your, go to, uh, excuse me, go to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and type in More Living, or you can go to my website, go to broganfinancial.com, and you can type in radio. And as I've said, we have a lot of resources on our website, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, you know, my goal is to provide you with great information so you can make informed and prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life as you age. Now, the next class that I'll be teaching is through Pellissippi State Community College, and it's at their Hardin Valley location, and it's their two-part class, Thrive Financially in Retirement. 
two-night class. It's on October the 17th and 24th, so about a month away. You can go to PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com. Again, PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com, and you can download a syllabus. You can also click to register with Pellissippi State, and I'll be the instructor. And in those two two-hour sessions on October 17th and 24th, I'll be covering seven key areas that I believe everyone needs to be very well aware of uh, in order to create a successful financial plan for retirement. So do check that out. Again, PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com. It's at Pellissippi Hardin Valley uh, on October 17th and 24th, two two-hour sessions. Now, addressing retirement readiness, which we kind of hit on some in the last segment about your employment considerations, that's kind of interesting because many people start the retirement planning process with the idea that the amount of savings and their overall wealth will determine if they're ready to retire. How much money do you have saved? And while that is rational, it's not entirely true. While many pre-retirees enjoy their work and see it as crucial to their well-being, others are concerned they may outlive their savings and they expect to be in retirement for as many as four decades. And don't underestimate that because people are living longer and longer lives. If you're in your mid-60s, it's likely you're going to live to, to about 90 or even older. So interestingly enough, you know, households in America that are over age 55 control almost three-fourths of all investment assets in America. But believe it or not, if they're retired or feel comfortable retiring, has little to do with their asset levels, according to a recent report from CNBC. While having significant assets certainly can help you retire early, they don't always drive retirement choices, according to the data and in co according to the survey. And, and so this is one thing I want to mention. We have to be careful that, with the assumptions that we make. Everybody is different. It may be accumulating more money or maybe even more importantly, delaying the income phase a year or two financially is a huge consideration in your retirement plan. So there's common sense involved there, but don't ignore what the data tells us for people that what are people doing all around the country. And most people have figured out a way to retire by the time they reach retirement age, meaning that there are ways to make it work at many different levels of savings and wealth. You know, some people love their job, get a lot of fulfillment from it, don't want to retire. Many others will work part-time. I mentioned that maybe as a consultant or, or in customer service or in retail, whatever it is. Some people are scared they'll outlive their savings and don't have enough to live a comfortable retirement. But the data shows that retirement is about having your financial house in order. What does that mean? It means having a plan. What are the, what are the big components of a plan? One would be understanding how much income do you need? Do you plan to scale back some on lifestyle? You know, most people that I meet with that come into my office 
they, they're aware that they're not going to spend as much in retirement as before they were retired. Now, for I also have a lot of people I meet with that say they are they, they, they want to spend just as much. They do not want to scale back. There are financial considerations, obviously, uh, in that decision. But understanding how much you're likely to be spending in retirement is critically important. Now, do you have debt to pay off? And, and the mortgage would be the main one. Because when the mortgage goes away, and that mortgage payment goes away, that has a huge impact on cash flow. You know, as a, as a rule, I'm a huge fan of having your house paid for when you retire. Even if you have a 3% interest rate, look at what your monthly payment is and what it takes in annual payments to make those payments. And look at that as a percentage of your overall income. You know, if you need 70 or 80,000 a year to live on in retirement and 25,000 of it is going towards a mortgage, well, think about that. You've got a third of your income going to a mortgage. And if you pay that mortgage off, you've increased your cash flow tremendously. Well, I guess the better way to say it is you've reduced your cash outflow tremendously. Now, I've got plenty of, of retirees that have a mortgage, and they're very successful and very financially independent. But as a rule, we see people have a lot more security, and things are just a lot easier in retirement uh, when they have no mortgage and they're debt-free. So, you know, understanding what you're spending, looking at your debt, looking at Social Security as an income plan. Um, so we talk about you've, you've just got to have a plan. you got to have your financial house in order. You know, you want to be able to get your arms around everything. If there was one thing that I could say that is the most consistent thing I hear from pre-retirees when, when they come into my office and are trying to figure out how and when to retire, it's that they just need to get their arms around all the different facets, which are kind of the things I'm talking about in this show, and then I talk about week to week on this program, is getting your arms around everything. Some of that is taxation. Some of that is where do you draw income from to be not too, too, uh, too exposed to stock market risk in the short term, but then having a good plan for increasing income in the long term, which is where the stock market comes in. So it's having a plan, you can get your arms around it and get your house in order so that you, you can have confidence in your ability to retire, understanding income projections and how all that fits together. Now, I will say this just quickly before we end. There are dangers in income projections because when you make income projections, you have to make assumptions. What are the assumptions? How much are you going to earn on your money? When are the good years and when are the bad years in the stock market? You know, we don't know those things. How much does Social Security cost of living increase? What does inflation look like? Sometimes the devil's in the details, but we can get our arms around things a little bit better if we get our house in order and plan for these realities. This week we've discussed your wealth because greater wealth provides for more living so you can live the best years of your life your way. Many thanks to Chris for engineering the show. Many thanks to Jill for helping produce the show. 
Join us every Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m., and again for, from 3 to 4 p.m. as you listen to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.